Hello and welcome to a podcast about football. Today we are talking, we're doing our 2018 AFC preview. Eric is here with me and uh, we've got some football to talk about. I'm going to have a little pep in my step, so you might hear the enthusiasm in my voice as I continue on throughout this AFC preview and then next week's NFC preview. Yeah, there's going to be an NFC preview following, um, which will be much more robust. No, it would be about the same. I'll I'll try to keep myself contained. Um, But that's just because it's football season again. And there is like, really, I think the only other feeling that's comparable is like a new Marvel movie coming out for me. So it's just, you know, but that's not happening for another few months yet. So for now, we're going to we're going to stick to uh, the preseason, not the preseason, but, you know, the upcoming NFL season, how we think some of these teams in the AFC are going to do. Yeah, this uh, is, where this they'll is finish a, in potential playoff berths. This is we're recording this before any preseason games have taken place, so this is all obviously, barring any injuries or uh, other personnel setbacks that you know we can't foresee at this moment towards the end of July. Oh yeah, and and one thing out there, um, you know, some people always ask me. They know I'm, they know I'm really into this stuff. So like some people always ask me. So what have you been hearing about my Packers, or what have you been hearing about my my dad? Will be like, what are you hearing about the Bears? I said, what are you hearing about the Bears? I said, well, just the same old, same old. You know, like the same like generic quote from Mitchell Trubisky or Matt Nagy or, you know, the same, uh, you know, middle of the road, you know, quote from Mike Tomlin of the Steelers. If you're a fan of the Steelers or the Patriots or whatever the case may be, no news at this point in July and June is always good news. Okay, because the only... The only news you're going to hear is bad, and that's either injury or somebody's been suspended. Right. So the Patriots have been having a really rough offseason between Edelman and all the squabbling between Belichick and Brady, apparently. Um, There's there's a whole Le'Veon Bell potential holdout. We'll get into that, but... Birds gotta fly, fish gotta swim. If you haven't heard anything about your team... Patriots gotta win the AFC East. If it's getting to be August and you haven't heard squat about injuries or suspensions or even good things... That's okay. That's a good thing. That means you guys are going to be at full strength. So we're going to address some of those issues in our AFC preview. So um, what do you want to begin with? You want to begin with the we're NFC, gonna go, AFC we're gonna North. Go, yeah, so we're going to go northeast, southwest. Your, uh, what was it? Never eat slimy worms that we learned in elementary school. That's how we're going to roll through this today. So we're starting in the AFC North. Uh, should we go four to one or one to four? Where we think the teams are going to finish, we'll go four to one. Four to we'll, one. We'll go from bottom to top, cellar to cellar to attic, roof, mountain top, apex, <laughs> pinnacle. All right, uh, who you got? Number four in the AFC North. Number four in the AFC North. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and have a little faith in the stacking of the personnel that another team in the division has been doing. But I'm going to go out on a limb. I know some people are believers because the roster is okay, but I think the Bengals are going to be on the tail end. I think the Bengals could be on the tail end of this. And I, I think that Andy Dalton is kind of, I'm not going to use that term, worn out as welcome. He's I'm worn not out gonna, as welcome. I think. I, well, I, I didn't want to because and he's, no, because he's been him. solid. And he's been so solid over the years, gotten to the playoffs a bunch of times. But I think it's just it's time maybe Marvin Lewis takes a step back after this season that they try to maybe just blow this whole thing up. Keep yeah. AJ Green as that centerpiece I think if and a they're good, under, decent defense, but I just don't know if they'll be able to If they're under eight wins again, I think Marvin Lewis is gone. Like Marvin Lewis has, I think it starts at quarterback. has been in the you should be gone for like the past three years. He he should have mm-hmm. been on the chopping block at some point and he hasn't been. I had the Bengals at three, but I 
I really had them in a battle with the Browns. I see both teams around six or seven wins. Yeah. So it's just going to be a matter of how everything falls. Um, so we'll we just extrapolate on the Bengals a little, and then we'll talk the Browns. Um, that's really all I had Well, to they're say loaded the at running back. I mean, the Bengals the, are? I mean, the, between Joe Mixon, who's young, and then I think I believe, um, you know, they drafted, didn't they draft Mark Walton? Uh, the University of Miami running back who got injured last year. I believe what he was, like a fourth-round pick or something like that. But he's going to add some some, some serious depth. depth. And he got A.J. Green there who is a, you know, he's a lockdown guy. He'll, he'll catch everything that you throw his way. The problem is, like you said, Dalton has become less and less accurate, it seems. Like, A.J. Green, I've always tried to have him on my fantasy team because he's a monster. In the last two, three years, his numbers have been steadily declining to the point where I don't want him on my team this year. Like, I don't want to draft A.J. Green this year because I have no faith in Andy Dalton. It's a blessing and a curse. And like I said, you know, you could get your stud receivers. Like, I felt bad for a lot of um, DeAndre Hopkins owners last year Yep, for the same reason. After Watson went down? Yes. So, I mean, they start with a pretty pretty tough schedule. Now, if Andrew Luck's back, um, that's game one. He's OTAs, apparently. He's in OTAs. Apparently, he is full go, just not seven days a week. But this is a tough beginning to their schedule, and they really don't get that big of a break over the course of it. So I really don't know if they're going to be able to pull a winning record despite having a decent roster. I just think they're too. Well, I think their defense has been going offense. downhill also. And, and in the wake of being the, the most penalized defense in the world, it seems like every year, they, they've been also getting worse and worse. Reggie Nelson gone last year. Like you said, everybody's getting older. Um, so they're they're just kind of falling off a they've fallen off. So. I, I think this might be the fall the actual fall off the cliff year for them. It's like they the last couple of years they've been hanging right around eight wins. So it's like okay, you know, if something swings our way, everything's still working out. We're we're in the playoffs or we're right the on NFL, the edge of the, the playoffs. But you eventually you, you fall that. over that cliff. Yeah. Yeah. So so you had the Bengals third. I'm guessing you had the Browns. I had Browns fourth. fourth. Who's my yeah. third place team this year? And yeah. you know so. Um, did you have any more points in the Bengals? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think we did. Um, so with the Browns, obviously you've been looking at so many of those roster moves that they've made, so some of the trades that they've made in order to keep, you know, get guys into the fold. Jarvis Landry, who is, you know, pretty much the most expensive eight and a half, nine yard, nine yards per catch receiver. Yeah, in but the you know who's good at throwing eight and a half, nine <laughs> yards? Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield. Taylor. Um, uh, so they get to keep. Josh Gordon at a great price uh, under the salary cap. What happens um, when you hang on to those Coke addicts for three years and rehab. <laughs> but I think he's worth wanting to hold. And it wasn't Coke. It was it was weed. Oh, it was my all bad, weed. My he bad. just couldn't. He Sorry. just couldn't not be you know rolling out blunts. I guess. But it's okay um, because hey, hopefully he's, he's got that under now? control. He got that. You know, have you ever read the story about him? There's no, there's I a long story. It. I mean, he's I'd, he's had it rough. He's I mean, had a rough life. Yeah, I did and, know that. And uh, I definitely don't. Don't envy that upbringing. So it's just, and then when when you hear him talk, he's actually quite a pleasant individual. I mean, at least he seems like it. I yeah, they they. I'm, I'm hoping he has a good year this year. The Browns receiving core they really upgraded. You've got Gordon who came back at the end of last season and looked very good. You've got Jarvis Landry at number two. You've got Antonio Callaway somewhere in there. You know, Your he boy. doesn't go to jail for stealing credit cards. Um, and then um, Corey Coleman still there. Right. I mean, that's a good, solid group of receivers. They've got uh, David Njoko, still good. Out of Miami. Great uh, <laughs> great pass-catching backs in Duke Johnson. Carlos Hyde can catch the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know what, 
Baker Mayfield is a talented individual, and I've I've often said this, maybe even on this podcast when we've gotten to talk in sports, Baker Mayfield's not my favorite player uh, by any stretch of the imagination. However, when you do watch some of those Oklahoma games, I mean, the, what he did to Georgia. Um, so uh, even though that was like, oh, he, he played in a Big 12 offense, all that kind of stuff, I don't know if he can do it. I think he's going to need a clipboard for at least eight games to see how this does. And not only that, but if you ask anybody in Buffalo, namely Kelvin Benjamin, maybe Richie Incognito, who, you know, I'm and LaShawn McCoy, whatever the case may like be. I feel like talking to uh, Richie Incognito. He's no. like a very nice person. Better than you think, to be honest with you. Um, however, I will say that um, I want, these guys probably, if you had to give them an anonymous poll, Taylor would win the vote. I think Taylor's experienced. He's mature. He's proven he can take a... a, a below average roster to the playoffs and play efficiently oh, yeah. uh, not maybe in the playoffs after he went up against Jacksonville but he took a beating in that game yeah that's part of your coaching and staff as well in I just uh I he earned my respect over these last few years in the league oh, and, yeah and I definitely think he deserves the first shot at starting and trying He's to definitely win games a starter on an NFL roster I have down in my notes as Baker Mayfield starts zero games unless Tyrod gets hurt I don't think there's a need to move on from Tyrod. Even if you're, you're and I think on the road good... to six wins, you take those six wins because last year you had zero. You I had put one that, win in two seasons. In like. my opinion, I put that at 60-40. However, it is the Browns, and they find a way to mess things up. I hope that's not the case this year because, gosh, with LeBron leaving, the Indians are probably going to let them down at some point this year. <laughs> you just, you just hope that there's hope for them. You know, they just Because the Cavs are going to go back to winning 18 games a year. Uh, <laughs> nah, Kevin Love will hold him down. Kevin Love, will, Kevin Love will give him to twenty six. Yeah. So, uh, um, so your de- second place defense team, in Cleveland is still pretty solid too. Yes, and they've gotten they've gotten very they've good. They used that well. fourth. Uh, they picked Denzel Ward. Yep. Um, number four overall. Um, Listen to uh, episode eighteen of the podcast about something that was before we broke it off into a podcast about football where we talk NFL draft. Yeah, so we talked a little bit. I don't um, think it was episode 18, though. We, 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 we recapped the first yeah. round. Maybe had a few winners and losers in the draft and that. Yeah. But um, Denzel Ward, they go with number uh, four overall after they pick Mayfield, which, uh, you know, given good, who was good on the board. draft for the Browns overall. Given they, who was on the board. The best draft, even. But, I mean, when you have 27 picks, it's easy to have a really good draft. Oh, in the top 10, see, this draft was very top heavy. And in the top 10, if you had a pick in the top 10, you basically were getting somebody that can play. You were basically getting yeah. somebody oh, that, yeah. could, that could play and that could start for you day one. Unless your name is Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, who's, he could start he for could. you day one. I mean, don't know if you want him to, but... Yeah, so... Um, um, so, yeah. So, you got number two. Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Um, and I've been Agreed. hearing things out of camps that uh, Joe Flacco, for the first time in a few years, is actually healthy. Going into camp, he didn't do camp at all last year, and so mm-hmm. that's kind of a big deal when you walk in day one of a season, and you know you haven't really been with your team, and then all of a sudden, just because you're an experienced quarterback that's won a Super Bowl, you're supposed to just walk right in and and start slinging the rock around. Now, yeah, that's best case scenario, but Joe Flacco, while above average for a quarterback in the NFL, hasn't proved that he's terrific. No. You know, like he belongs in that top ten echelon to where he can step in day one. I think he needs time with new guys in the system. He needs time, especially with new play callers, which I'm pretty sure the Ravens have kind of shuffled around some staff, you know, yep. over the course of the last few years. Even John Harbaugh's been on the hot seat. Yep. He's, uh, a, he's so, another one that, that's kind of in that um, stay or go, kind of like uh, like we were talking about with 
I think this is a crossroads year. Yeah. This is a crossroads year for Joe Flacco. Yeah. Because oh, of I the Lamar Jackson. When do we pick. think Lamar Jackson starts a game? I mean, I think it all depends on the first few games of the year. And, you know, because that fan base is going to be clamoring because I guarantee you the players who have done nothing but marvel mm-hmm. about Lamar Jackson so far in OTAs, and they, they are one of the two teams in the NFL that get an extra week of preseason minicamp because they've agreed to play in the Hall of Fame game oh, yeah. with the Bears. So the Bears are in camp and the Ravens are in camp and everybody else goes in next, next week, week at the time. It's July 23rd right now. So, so you know, technically next week. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Ravens will open the season Tough probably schedule. on. No. Well, I, you know, they go, they Bills go bad. They're yeah. Bills, Bengals, Broncos. Uh, those are preseason games. I was no, no. At. Um, no, no. This is the start of the game. Bills, Ravens, Broncos, Steelers. And then you go to the Browns, Titans. So they've got a they've got a really tough middle part of that schedule, um, and then they close out with you know you don't know where Kansas City is going to go. We'll go with them. But their last we'll four is Kansas City, Tampa Bay, uh, L.A. Chargers, and the Browns. So I mean, it could be a good schedule. It could be their worst nightmare. Yeah, but be you just it'll matter if they get off to a good this start. This one I had them at two. Eight. Also, it's it's more a process of elimination than anything. Like mm-hmm. the, we think the Bengals are going to be really bad and the Browns are going to be better but better than zero wins is still not much better potentially um so this was like all right the Ravens if the Ravens can get to eight games they're number two in the in the division so and then uh number one let me oh, ask you this before we move Ravens. on no let me ask this before we move on number two in the in the AFC North does that get you to the playoffs no I don't think so no I didn't think so either so I we have, agree on that. I have uh We'll get to our playoffs. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to at the end. Well, obviously, we'll the number one from each division will be making the playoffs, and then I'll, when we talk about who I think will be potential wild cards, I'll, I'll include that in there. Perfect. Don't think the Ravens are there. I don't think the Ravens are there. Either. Um, so number one, as I was saying, Steelers by a landslide. Yes. Um, because the AFC North is pretty weak, and again, process of elimination. Somebody has to win games within the AFC North, and that's going to be the Steelers. You got Roethlisberger back, you know, looking mostly healthy. Le'Veon Bell's back. Uh, Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got those three guys firing all cylinders. It's going to be, you're going to win games. You, you're going to win games. And uh, you they added some depth at quarterback. So in the event that Roethlisberger does, uh, Mason Rudolph, quarterback out of Oklahoma oh, yeah, State, yeah, yeah. I believe his third round pick. And, you know, <laughs> I find it funny because Roethlisberger's been kicking around this retirement talk for the last few seasons. And, he just wants people to pay Listen, attention man, to him, then. He's kind of proven, and I never knew he was kind of like this, but I heard it because a friend of mine played college football at uh, St. Vincent in Latrobe. And if you know anything about the Steelers, that's where they do their mini camp before the season starts. I didn't know that. He says Roethlisberger was pretty much the biggest, uh, I don't want to say anything derogatory here because I want to keep it kind of light, but he was very stuck up and he was very kind of like he was inaccessible to anybody. And you're talking about, like, they would share a weight room with the college team. And, like, mm-hmm. they were going to do their workouts. And then all of a sudden, you know, guys were just, you'd have a group of guys huddled There's around Roethlisberger. There's some women in the state of Georgia that would agree as well. Yeah. So he's just, <laughs> you know, to for him to act like this and actually come out and then say, oh, I think I want to play till you know, for another three years. Oh, now now that you've drafted Mason Rudolph and there's some heat. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, you're you're motivated you're to play with Antonio Brown. When it's Landry Brown. Jones behind you, you're like, ah, I'm good. Yeah, so Landry Jones doesn't, and 48-year-old Michael Vick didn't scare anybody, you know? So, it's just like... He would scare me if I was playing defense against him. Didn't scare many people in the flag football, American flag football league that he was just in this past season. That's he true. He didn't go to the championship or anything. 
But that's, anyway, so that's AFC North: Steelers, Ravens, Bengals. You you asked a question about Le'Veon Bell potential holdout. Well, sorry, yeah. So I, no, no, you're gone. good. Um, I, I don't know if it's a holdout because he has a contract, and it's I believe it's signed because they franchise tagged him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was I saw something where like he might not want to play more than eight games this season or something. Um, and I, I don't have the source of that or anything, but that, that would be very strange and that could hurt their chances, but I, I still don't think it would be enough. Um, their backup James Connor is solid. Um, so I, I don't see any reason that they would not win the division, even if he did sit out part of the season. I mean, right. every, for the past three years, he's been suspended the first three or four games anyways, and they still have a tendency to win the division, so I, I don't think it affects them that much if he decides he doesn't feel like playing the whole season. The whole season. Um, you know, when it, comes, when it comes to Bell, I mean, a lot of people are sitting here crying like, oh, why won't you sign that man long-term? He's done nothing but play out for you. He's going to be 27 soon, and that's typically Same when... Dallas didn't sign DeMarco Murray you know, long-term. Yeah, I mean, you just got to understand that people aren't valuing running back. Now, Le'Veon Bell is special. He was special from the moment he came into the league, the way he runs, the way he can catch yeah. the ball. He is a new age type of player that deserves the franchise tag money that he's getting, and but it's hard to time, feel bad for you got him. Multiple rookies coming in every year that seem to be also special: Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott, Saquon Barkley is supposed to be that type of guy. Yeah. Um, that so there, there's a bit of a bottleneck at the running back position, and a lot of teams are figuring. If he's not going to do it, somebody else will. And by the way, running back is the only David position. Yeah, is the only position in the league that has actually gone down in salary average since the hikes in the salary cap started to happen a few years ago. Oh, I believe that. And so, while Le'Veon Bell might want a little more security on the back end, maybe want a little more guaranteed money. Um, well, he tried taking to pull the Jimmy 14, Graham thing too. Fourteen and a half million in one year this year. He ain't holding out no checks because right. that means. That means he's making eight hundred. You're literally going to pass up an eight hundred thousand dollar week for playing sixty minutes of football. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's what he, it comes he down tried to, to pull the Jimmy Graham thing too with the franchise tag of saying he lines up, you know, out out wide enough that he should qualify as a receiver, just like Jimmy Graham did a couple years ago. They got a point there. I yeah. They've got. I mean, what about Gronk? You know, when you when you make that argument, what about Gronk? I mean, Gronk's been the best target. I don't care what you have to say about Edelman or Amendola over the years. He's been oh, yeah, the best target. Game. He's been he's, the best target yeah. for Brady ever since he came into the league. And I don't know if and he's still making chump change compared to some of these receivers in the league. And yeah. you know, so I I tend to agree and I think there was a rumor that Bell passed on a grand total of a seventy million dollar contract, but I think maybe only one year in that four year deal was guaranteed, or maybe even less than that. Yeah. So, so I if you want to look it up, look it up. But I'm just saying, like, uh, I Go think the Google. deal is bad. And, uh, type that in. So, I, I don't think he's missing any time. I think he's just going to play this year out, and he's going to try to get as much as he can on the open market, which, I'm sorry, Le'Veon, if you don't have a phenomenal year this year, I don't think there's going to be any flyers. Somebody will pay him. For what, not what he wants. I don't think he gets I don't think he gets more than, like, $10 million a year. Yeah, NFL's a little different than the NBA. If, yeah. it, if he was so, the NBA, somebody would have. Somebody signed him for $50 million. Yeah. <laughs> he may, he'd make him more than Steph Curry next year. So, right. um, so AFC North, Steelers, number one, Ravens, and then uh, Bengals and Browns are kind of interchangeable at the bottom there somewhere. Oh, yeah. So moving on mm. to the AFC East, um, like we said before, birds got to fly, fish got to swim. Patriots are probably going to win the AFC East. Uh, but we're starting at the bottom. My number four team here is the Buffalo Bills. That is also my, my number four team, if I had to say. But So are they actively tanking? 
Are they the first <clears throat> NFL team to actively tank? They have really no one at quarterback. A.J. McCarron may be something, but the, he's completely unproven. Uh, they have LaShawn McCoy, I guess. And... Nope, that's it. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a conscious effort to tank. I think that this is just a perfect storm of... Um, we were going to draft it's, somebody. and we when the Jets had Geno Smith starting. That might have been the That was probably the, the tank, yeah. Um, I don't think this is a conscious effort to tank strictly because um, it doesn't really do you much good to do that. I mean, you don't know who's going to be available at the top of next year. So you have an idea. No, last just, year would have been you know, here to do it. Yeah, not so, this year. but in a way, they actually they sold off some assets. They traded their um, Pro Bowl caliber t- uh, left tackle to Cincinnati for a first-round pick, and they already had a first-round pick to begin with, so they packaged those, tried to move up, and they got Josh Allen. Um, I forgot about Josh Allen. Yeah, if if you ask a lot of people in the sports media, people struggle to say good things about how good Josh Allen is going to be. And to me... I'm not sold on him. I forgot that he existed. Well, when you come out of Wyoming and you still don't average 60% completion percentage... it can be a little. It can be a little concerning. Um, so, I don't know. This this is a big wait and see. I mean, it could be a possible two years before we see Josh Allen, and that's quite the investment. I mean, considering that you'd have to give him a fifth year option just to see if he's worth his his third year, which is in that they probably be about twenty one to twenty two million dollars for a guy that you really still don't know. I mean, they're going to be in the same pickle that maybe even the Jags were in when they were discussing this about Blake Bortles. So. Um, I don't think they're tanking, but I just I have a hard time seeing them winning more than two games this year. This is yeah. how that's just how I mean, Incognito retired. They You've need got, a, they need another Blizzard game like they had last year, where <laughs> the the whole scheme is just hand the ball off to Lashawn McCoy as much as possible, and nobody can tackle him because it's snowing and cold. I'm gonna say Lashawn McCoy. Don't say it. I already drafted him. Drafted him on the team. Don't do it. Not going to play the full season because of this whole legal battle. I think it's going to come down before the middle of the season that that he had some connection to this, which some news came out actually today, and um, there's a there's a domestic violence there's a domestic violence thing going on with him, right. and I just given the something track happened, record, something happened in his house, and he's claiming he wasn't there. He's, I don't know what he's claiming. He's claiming. Has to do with it. he's claiming he has nothing to do with it, but there were pictures that surfaced from the friend of a woman that he's romantically involved with, mm-hmm. um, with just just looking beaten and battered as if she Not was in a look. fight with, you know, Floyd Mayweather in another house or something. He likes to hit women too. Um, so Also, he's a boxer, works on multiple levels. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so I just. Um, I, I think that that if it, if any of this is true, I've never really been a big Shady McCoy fan, to be honest with you. Um, I I find his I find his personality to be a little uh, a little much, a little flamboyant, arrogant, I guess, if you will, and very much geared toward his access to women. Um, I don't know. You just you gotta look at his Instagram account. Like I perused through that about a year or two ago, never and have. I just. And it was just, it was like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Like, is this the best public image that you could be putting forth for yourself? So I'm not saying that I thought he'd be a, a you know, domestic violence offender, but this doesn't surprise me necessarily. And it's not going to surprise me if the league comes down hard on him. And he almost, 
if any of this is true, that he hit his kid or that he hit this woman, and maybe both, he could get Ray Rice and we might never see him again. Yeah. Maybe. He's on the wrong side of 32. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the NFL has a history of not dealing well with any of this, though. So, we'll, we'll see. Um, so, moving on, number three, I have the Dolphins, and we, we can just move on here from the Dolphins. I don't have anything to say with it. They may actively be tanking also. They sold off every asset they potentially had. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got really nothing to say on the Dolphins. Their, uh, their rookie running back is looking good in camp, I guess. That's, yeah. That's about all that's looking up. Yeah, um, I guess a lot of people are saying I'm. His name is escaping me right now. Uh, yeah, I don't have um, it my head either. So, I I'm struggling to say that the Dolphins are going to be worth that much to begin with this year. If the, um, if the Bills weren't actively tanking, they would probably be last in their division. But they are. Callan Callan Ballage. Yes, yes. That Callan Ballage. Um, uh, Balage, Kalen Balage. That's the name I've been hearing so much about. Apparently, they really like him, especially as a compliment to T.J. Yeldon. Um, T.J. Yeldon plays for the Jaguars. Wait, not T.J. Yeldon. Who was I thinking of? Uh, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Yeah, they both came out of Bama. <laughs> so, um, what my point I mean, he would be a good compliment to T.J. Yeldon as well. I think he would be. <laughs> They're not on the same team, however. T.J. Yeldon. But um, if I'm not mistaken, they still missed out on a little bit of. Um, of cap room when they let Ndamukong Sue go. Mm-hmm. And so while a lot of people like to say, well, addition by subtraction, it's not like they got to take all that money Sue was making and put and it towards a bunch of yeah. young roster builders, you know? So um, I'm going to do a little bit more research on that because that's one of the things I didn't get to do in preparation for this. But And plus you guys maybe don't like hearing about cap space anyway. But and I will say, and it's the Dolphins, but I'm not the biggest believer in Tannehill. However, he does get a little bit more time with Adam Gase, who's been known to make quarterbacks who have promise play a little bit better than what they have been. I mean, it didn't quite work out with Jay Cutler this past year. But, uh, but it well, did work out at one point in Chicago with Gase. But, they they um, always seem to really like their running back heading into the season. Mm-hmm. And then their running backs are always not productive. No, and they're not. And there's usually one or two of them. And, uh, you know, then they got rid of Ajayi because Ajayi wanted to get some money at the end of his yep. deal. And so they just like, you know what, we'll trade you to Philadelphia. Well, he was another like, one that you. was looking great at the beginning of last season. And... Uh, didn't didn't pan out. Well, good in Philly. So yeah, um, yeah, he's... now he's got a ring. So not. I mean, that's just the right move the Dolphins had to make. They got picks back for that too. So um, I just don't see like if it wasn't for the Bills, they would finish dead last in this yeah. division. I, I don't five think, wins maybe. And even then, even with the Bills that they might sweep, I they still might get one over the Jets. You know, so there's I three. still don't think that they win more than four or five games yeah. this year. And I, t- I full-on tell my Dolphins fans' friends, I said, listen, 2018 is not going to be fun for you. I don't know if 2019 is going to be fun for you. 2017 you keep, wasn't fun for you either. But if you stay out of the free agent market for a year or two, stop spending money on high-priced free agents, don't go after the next Sioux, okay? You know, just stay, keep your nose clean, build your cap space like Chicago's done, like Cleveland's done. Like, you know, just build your cap space, amass some draft picks, and then go for it. You know, you go for it in 2020. Maybe you sign whoever's on the market at free agent and quarterback or receiver, and you start adding some pieces that puts butts in the seats. Jay Cutler's available. 
<laughs> no, he's tied up his new rea- reality career. That's true. Which I, my is, wife was just watching that earlier. Which is fantastic, by the way. I it, seen he that. is. If you haven't got a chance to catch, and I, Cal, you know me. I'll ask her. About, I'll Cal, ask he's been my about. roommate at one point in my life. You know, I hate reality television. I don't watch any reality I, television. The only reality television I watch is sports. People, come on, that's reality. That's the only reality television. But no, I, I said reality television is basically sports for women. They they have all these weird <laughs> competitions, weird and rules, yeah. and kind of unwritten well, rules. This lady said this about this lady on this no. other show. I have never watched a second of Road Rules, Big Brother, Survivor. So the Jets number two and no, NFC I'm just East. saying you got to watch Very Cavalier because if you if if you hate Jay Cutler, you'll hate him even more. If you love Jay Cutler, you'll just laugh hysterically, and he doesn't even really do anything to do either. For you. I can't imagine he has much personality. He doesn't. That's what's <laughs> hilarious about it. Like he's like the very first episode, she's got these women coming over, you know, and like they work for her in her new place and they just walk into the kitchen and he's sitting right there. He doesn't even dignify them with a response. They just kind of wave at him. They're terrified of him. Sounds like what happens when my and wife's friends come over. They leave they leave the room and Kristen goes, So no hello? He goes, I'm more of a bye. I like. I'm gonna say bye. You know, <laughs> way to go. Cutler. No react. Just no reaction in his face. He's just, no. I'm just gonna say bye. You know. You know. I'll give a wave and then wander <laughs> off to never be seen from for the next three hours. I think one of the workers said that she's afraid he'll take her soul. <laughs> Thought that was a little much. Yeah. Anyway, tough. number two in the division. The Jets. The Jets. Again, process of elimination here. Oh, um, you get the six or seven wins. They, you know, they got some. They got competition going at quarterback. Got Teddy Terrific. You got one of the McCown brothers, the better McCown brother. Well, there's like six of them. He's the best McCown brother, the <laughs> one that's played on twelve or thirteen teams that keeps having double-digit million-dollar contracts because he's he's just good at what he does. Yeah. And the and the trend now in the NFL is well, to draft all, somebody early and then go you know overinvest at the quarterback position so you can all, stay stable. They're all in one-year deals, or you know. One-year guaranteed deals, so they can drop them after this year without really having to worry about anything. They can rotate them in as needed, as one sucks and the other is fine that week. Um, but I don't have much well, to say see, about them. Okay, Robbie, so, An- Robbie Anderson looks like a pretty good number one option or number two. At least stay on the field, field guy. Yeah, he's a, he's kind of an off the field flake. You know, he's been in some trouble lately, and I, they don't even know. I, I guess a suspension probably would have come down by now if there hasn't been one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, if, if you haven't recognized some of the trend in the NFL Todd lately. Bowles just kind of started to get that defense churn a little at the end of last year. Oh, yeah. Todd Bowles deserves a lot of credit for, you know, the Jets being even as good as they were record-wise. Because they, they surprised. Yeah. I thought they were the ones tanking last year. Right. You know, they were the ones going to tank. We were like, oh, suck for, you know, suck for Darnold, you know, that whole thing. They wanted Rosen or they wanted Darnold. They, that was their whole M.O. And then they started yeah, to win Bulls, games. <laughs> they either won games or, like, brought it right to the wire where they should have won and didn't. People, if, in the event that, that the Jets somehow let go of Todd Bowles. Um, he should not be on the chopping block. He should not. Uh, you should be. You should hope your team sucks enough that they would be firing their head coach as well, yeah. so you can go get him. Yeah. Because he is, he is one of the next generation guys. I think that that wins a Super Bowl through building a team for four or five years. But um, you're talking you, about a trend of some I was sort. Trend. I was talking about the trend of teams overspending at quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, or at least seemingly, uh, or over investing. I'll say uh, the Eagles have done it. The Bears did it. 
uh, when you look at, okay, they go pay big money for the giraffe, Mike Glennon, um, and that didn't pan out. All right, fine. You wanted to keep Trubisky on the bench for a little while longer, but then you traded up to number two to go get him. So you're like, all right, wait, I thought you already signed a quarterback. You're going to mortgage all these assets. This is what teams are doing. When the Jets, hey, they re-sign McCown. They go get a free agent, Teddy Bridgewater. They're paying both, I think, $10 million. And then they're paying they're paying Sam Darnold, third pick overall money. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's, you know, you've invested $28 million over three players, two of them which are sitting on the bench. I used to think this was a big problem. But now that Philadelphia has done it, they go and sign a reliable backup in Nick Foles. They can make it through the playoffs when Carson Wentz maybe yep. can't. And they can maybe start the season and be stable in the event that Wentz's rehab isn't going as planned. Right. So... Creating depth at quarterback. I mean, Arizona's trying to do it right now. They signed the giraffe, and they got yeah, we'll Sam talk Bradford. About Arizona next week. But it just, they I'm got, just saying, they got some interesting. If you've ever wondered there. why your team has been spending so much money at quarterback, this is why, and they had the cap space to do it. Because so, quarterback is an important position. Very important. Very important. They they win games. Speaking of quarterbacks winning games, uh, the Patriots will win 13 games at least and win the AFC East and probably the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. That's the Patriots. That's I, what they do. While I'm, while I don't necessarily um, disagree with that sentiment about the regular season and how good they will be, um, they have a very legitimate chance to start the season zero and two, because they go down to Jacksonville week two and they host or they host Houston week one. Now, Houston might not be ready week one. Houston Watson might not be ready week one, but. I mean, there's a legitimate possibility. We'll get into those guys. We'll get later. into those guys later. I mean, the the Next, basically actually. the Patriots schedule tends to be decently favorable, uh, especially the last two games of the year. If you happen to be caught up in a playoff hunt and we're jockeying for seeding, the third week before the end of the season they play Pittsburgh, and then they close out with Buffalo and New York Jets. So, I mean, basically that's the last big game of the year. They got the Dolphins the week before the Patriots. Vikings will be a big so, game. So uh, Vikings will be a nice game, but that's five weeks before the end of the season. Yeah. So I mean, the Patriots is like kind of middle heavy, top you know front heavy, front loaded. Um, you'll find out who they are very early. I don't think they're going to be quite well. Plus, Edelman as good. will be out. Edelman will be out in the beginning of the season. Gronk will be out by week seven. He'll come back for like week fifteen or something. You know, just yeah, but they're used the to dealing with that. Yeah, right. So um, Patriots by default win the division. I don't know if they win more than eleven. I don't think they're going to win 13 by any stretch. I think there's a lot of good teams on their schedule, and we shall they see. might stumble. So, so Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bills. Quick question. Yep. You said six to seven win for the Jets? Potentially. Potentially. Okay, so a number two in the AFC East does not, not get a wild card. card. Does not get a play. As, as it has it for several years. Right. All right. Uh, I guess the Bills made it last year. They would have had to been a wild card spot. Yeah, but they had a good record, or, or winning record. Yeah, but they so, were second in the. I said yeah, as, yeah. But but this year that's not happening. No, so, I don't see that. AFC South. Who you got number four in number the South. four in the AFC South? I'm going to go ahead and say the Colts, even though I'm a big, big, there. big Andrew Luck fan. Um, I have been since his days at Stanford. Um, Any time that a team can go. Two and fourteen, and then you draft this kid number one overall, and all of a sudden you're in the playoff, you're eleven yeah. and five, and you're in the playoffs. Uh, it's not just him. Don't get me wrong; I'm not thinking the guy's Superman, but um, that matters. Yeah, and and that's it. Always on Luck's shoulder, uh, literally on his shoulder. If he's you mm-hmm. know back and he can play, you know they're they're 
they can win eight or nine games. They, they still have a lot of work to do around him. Um, but I, th- I think, you know, if Jacoby Brissett is your starter all season, maybe you get to six games. Mm-hmm. It, so well, you're I mean, competitive even with look, Brissett. That's probably, right. I would say that's, gosh, that's one of the top three backup quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that kid ends up getting traded again, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's going to be the new guy in Cincinnati soon or something after yeah, they could m- be. move on from you know, it all. They've, they've got work to do on defense. You know, they've got a new coaching staff in there. So it, it luck luck is not going to go in there and, and win 11 games on his own. they got a rough like first four did. games of the year to begin with. So that's going to take some getting over. Yeah. Um, uh, don't forget they had the Texans and Jaguars both twice. Yep. Um, the Titans, a playoff team, also both twice. So, ugh, if they can win a few division games, they might be able to make some noise and get some momentum. But as of right now, I mean, I don't think they'll go winless in the division. Just because no, that number I, I twelve won't let that the, happen. They can beat the Titans, you know. Yeah, so, but they could probably they could probably win a game against Houston if they're if they're firing all cylinders. If they split against every team in this division, I could see them being good enough in, during the other parts of their schedule to maybe get to nine wins potentially. Maybe potentially getting a, yeah. a wild card spot. But there's, I think. The top two in in my book in that division is probably a little too much to overcome. Yeah, in that they're, regard. they're so. very good. So three is is going to be obvious. Then that's the Titans. The Titans. Um, boy, I want to like this team so much, but I just think that there's a lot of things I have yet to see from them that would let me just automatically say, "All right, you're another playoff team again," even yeah. though they won a playoff game last year. By some miraculous fluke, they beat Kansas City and then got drilled by New England in the second round. So yeah, and I mean they they kind of were the beneficiaries of the Watson the biggest beneficiaries of the Watson injury because if Watson doesn't get hurt, there's no way they're in the playoffs. One hundred percent. You know they brought in three expatriates, and um, I I'm never An sure old patriot as their head coach. Yeah, I'm never sure if that is a great idea, just because Belichick usually knows when to move on. As as far as you know. Coaching, that's he. He hasn't. He didn't just leave the Patriots there. He he's been in Houston um, for a while, and if right. you watch that Hard Knocks, um, you you really did get a feel for what his coaching style was like. This wasn't this wasn't is, Matt Patricia. Yeah, we'll see you later. It's okay. Yeah, no. This is that he's a very hands on guy. He's very yeah. youthful. He's energetic. Um, he's very smart. I mean, you have to be to be a star linebacker in the Patriots system and win yeah. Super Bowls there. I mean, the guy the guy is definitely no slouch. It'll just be a matter of how quickly he's able to get the program he wants in there, the systems he needs in there, how quick all those guys can buy into him. Because he's Mariota's definitely a defensive stay guy. On the field. Mariota's got to stay on the field. You gotta got to get uh, um, Derrick Henry Derrick moving Henry. forward. I think, yeah, I think. Well, I think letting him be the the lead back will be helpful to him. I think he was held back a little in the past couple of years due to Some, you know you know share yeah sharing the backfield. He's gonna be sharing carries with Deion Lewis, right? Yeah, but, but, that's but they more of a do passing different things. Kind of thing. yeah. yeah, DeMarco Murray Obviously and Derrick Henry did things. mostly the same thing. DeMarco Murray mm-hmm. could catch out of the backfield better than Derrick Henry. Yeah, but it, it was you're the every down back this series. Okay, you're the every down back this series. It wasn't Deion Lewis coming and catch the balls. And exactly. Deion Lewis is probably on a decline as you know as you a could player, see yeah, as you get older. As you know. could see last year, he didn't play much for the Patriots. And like I said before, Belichick usually knows when to move on for guys before before everybody else does. Right. So, number two team 
in the AFC yeah. South. This the your, Houston Texans, place. who I believe are a playoff team. Yep, they, I, they, believe I gave them my wild card spot. Yeah, so they're a playoff team. Um, gosh, you really hope Deshaun Watson can... Long that was, I got to tell you, as a Bears fan, going through that draft where he was in there with Trubisky. Um, they should have traded up I, him. Hindsight's twenty twenty, man. I, I said maybe if they were taken, because I was concerned about some injury history. You know, that and like, I mean, it's really hard to say, it's hard to explain myself now and make sense of it. Because when, when you sit there and consider that he had two shots against Saban and lit them up both times, yeah. even though Saban had like, four, five, six weeks to prepare and watch film on Deshaun Watson. Like, especially going in the second year saying, all right, this dude's not going to do this to me again. And, and then, then here he, he does. And then he steals the national title from you. Yeah. So it's, it was really... Going back, I don't know what it was about him that I didn't want the Bears to take him. And I certainly didn't want them to take Trubisky that high. I thought that there were other needs, especially since he just spent 16 and a half. But like I said, there's trends... Well, now the quarterback heavy drafts, there was no reason to... Move up to take Trubisky. But. Exactly. So I, you know, hindsight, I would have loved to have Deshaun and Watson on my a, roster. This was also a quarterback heavy draft. So like, if you didn't don't get Trubisky <laughs> last year, you stick it out with Glennon for a year and draft somebody yeah. this year. Wouldn't be. And I watched, I watched that Seahawks game between the Texans yeah. and Seahawks, and that was the one that sold me. That was a wild battle. That was great. And that was the the last game. He got injured the next week i think i believe i believe he did and i'm you know so i'm on board it's just a matter a let's like protect 70 him. points for my fantasy team that week oh my god that's ridiculous then he got hurt <laughs> so i yeah uh, i um the way my season went last year they're gonna I have to protect him, him. they're gonna have to let, hey lamar miller's gotta keep it steady here hang on to the ball will fuller's gotta come through yeah um you know we all know what deandre hopkins, DeAndre hopkins is about is... jj watt Man, yeah, please, man, for the love of God, defense I want to see you on the field. Had a lot of injuries and it's on that, that's not through any too. fault of his own. That's just, you know, that's just, hey, sorry, he, he's a guy that gets hurt. And I just want him on the field because I think he deserves to have, like, a full season. A full season. Make it to the playoffs with his team. And can all he that. just get, Lord, can he just get some good, some good blessings and karma yeah. because of what he did for Houston during this whole Hurricane Harvey relief fund and everything? I, I want him to have that kind of season. Yeah. So, uh, Whatever the case may be, I think Houston's going to be a good wild card uh, contender. Um, if, if they don't, they you know they got an inside shot winning the division. They do. It's, they it's do. Gonna depends. Be, it's going to be a battle between them and the number one who we both have. It's going to depend on the man playing quarterback for this team, and that is Blake Bortles. Yep, the Jaguars number the Jaguars. one. By the way, if you didn't uh, extrapolate that, um, you talk about a load of defense. Um, side note. Dante Fowler of the Florida Gators, formerly, yes, uh, was suspended one game for punching a man in the face in an apartment complex and throwing his groceries into a lake. So Dante well, Fowler, winner of the Bonehead you, Award this week. Sometimes you got to throw somebody's groceries in the lake. Teach him a lesson. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, um, no, but still a loaded defense, obviously. Yeah, Jalen um, Ramsey in the, the backfield, who's <coughs> probably the best corner in the league right now. You got. Your front seven's loaded, as you mentioned, Fowler. You got Telvin Smith and Miles Jack, who mm-hmm. are the fastest linebackers in the NFL. And they take your another Gator, Taven. Um, yeah, the, the defensive tackle. Defensive tackle yeah. Who looks like a beast to begin with. Um, I honestly don't remember him at all. Playing he plays the interior yeah. line. I mean, he's not going to. You're talking about a position that maybe they might make 30 well, and, tackles and like and four the sacks. And haven't been good in the last three years, so and that's, he's probably not getting a lot of sacks anyways. 
Yeah, so they, they don't defensive tackles don't necessarily get a lot of sacks. It's just a matter of how they play the run and how they're able to stuff things for and get the linebackers free. So Yeah, so um, on the offense side you gotta have Fournette staying healthy, which you know my, he battled with a little last year. He's always battled with this. Even at That's LSU true. he did. Yeah. And um, and that's then, what people, when they were floating the question, should he even play his junior year? Like, I'm like, ugh, come on. Anyway, um, what the big question I think offensively for them is going to be receiver. And their receivers, I mean, Marquise Lee's okay. He's good. And then they got a dude out of, uh, they got the dude from Oklahoma State who he's supposed to be. D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook. Um, but you're, you're, then you're dependent on guys that have never been a number one and then, and then rookie. Mm-hmm. And this is a quarterback that needs prime targets but this excel. is what they did at the end of last season. They didn't have Allen Robinson all last season. I, I remember that. Hurt. You're it right. Was, and he played Lee, very well. Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook. And he and played was, very well. You know, um, one of them would always have, one of the three would always have a big game because they'd have four catches for 97 give, yards. And they have Dante Moncrief, $9 million. Yes, they have Dante um, Moncrief now. So hopefully he can emerge. But I will say one thing. Bortles was playing exceptional at the end of the year. And you have no reason well, to believe you know, he let won't. Him but, throw it, you know, 12 times. It's helpful. It's, and here's the thing. They're going to pare that down even more. Yeah. It's not like oh, yeah. they're going to keep him at like 10 attempts a game. That's not going to be the case. It's just going to be like no, this I is Leonard Fournette. No, I he averaged right around 20, though, which is pretty low. Which is where I need him to be. Right. If that, oh, means, yeah. if that means Leonard Fournette is going to be the workhorse, 25 to 27 carries a game, you got Yeldon coming in for another 8 to 10 productive touches himself. It was always um, great. He was on one of my fantasy teams last year, Bortles was. It was always great because he'd have, like, two points for the whole first three quarters. And then this is the beginning of the season um, when they were doing this more. <laughs> and then towards the end of the season, they figured out we're not going to let him throw the ball. But then the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, he'd end up with 30 points somehow. Because yeah. all they do is chuck it around the field because they're down by three touchdowns. So, uh, Jacksonville, I think it all kind of lies in the hands of number five. Yeah. And if he is functional and if he is capable... I don't need him to be a 3,000-yard passer. I don't need him to throw for 25 touchdowns. I need him to be efficient in the red zone. I need him to have a 62 to 67% completion rate and mm-hmm. keep allowing Leonard Fournette to run. And um, they just signed probably the be- Andrew Norwell, the best guard in this year's free agent class. Uh, if, you're a, if, if you're big into running games, he's a mauler. He's going to help provide that space uh, for Fournette going forward. I know a lot of Jags fans are happy with that, but I have them winning the division. Yep. And I have them maybe winning a playoff game. And that just, it's just like, I'm going to want to see. I just need to see how Bortles is really playing. And to me, that's going to tell the difference between are you for real? Mm -hmm. Like, or are you just going to be a playoff team in a division that's a little topsy turvy? Um, like I mentioned before, they get the, the Patriots very early, so you'll get an early test. Uh, the Chiefs and Cowboys also kind of like, are they going to be good or are they going to go back to 8-8, eight and eight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they get the Eagles this year. They have the Steelers on their schedule this year. Their division, like we mentioned, in the same situation as the Colts, could go either way. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson could be a shell of himself, and the Texans could be weak. Marcus Mariota could be dinged up. Andrew Luck's shoulder could be bad. This could be a six and zero sweep of the Andrew division, Luck's or this could be a could be two good. and four. Yeah, <laughs> and that could be it that could, could be pose really problems. So, uh, other than that, I don't see too many missteps. I think this is a ten win team at least. Yeah, and I think this is a playoff win at least one round. And I think it's gonna get it's gonna matter yeah, it's gonna whether have or not. A similar trajectory as last season did. It's just gonna matter of whether or not they're gonna be able to finish the job. Yep, come comes down to it in January. So. 
moving on to the AFC West. AFC West. I got in fourth place the Denver Broncos. Denver so, Broncos. Apparently, I've looked this up recently because it auto-filled when I was Googling. Uh, I can't believe Vance Joseph is still their coach. Like, that was not a good showing from him last year. Um, I, I guess I've looked it up several times to make sure that he, in fact, did not get fired. And he didn't. Um, so Wasn't he a first-year coach last yes. year? Yes. So it's hard to fire a coach after one year, but it was it's been done. Not, yeah, it wasn't a good showing out of him. Um, they should be a little better this year. They got Keenum, you know, a quarterback. So regardless of better than Trevor Seaman, how well? Yeah, but and Paxton Lynch. Regardless of how good or bad Case Keenum is, he's at least going to be stable. It's not going to be all right. We're going with Simeon this week. All right, now we're going with Osweiler. Now we're going with uh, Paxton Lynch. It's it's going to be Keenum. He's going to be the starter. Osweiler. And uh, hopefully he continues to start and at least provide stability. That will help them. The Broncos, I don't expect a lot. The Broncos have got a very odd schedule that they can set themselves apart from very early. Um, they've got Seattle, who question marks everywhere. Okay, yeah. they've got Oakland. More question on marks Seattle everywhere. in the in the NFC yeah. preview because they've I got, got Baltimore week three. Question marks Washington. everywhere. Kansas City. We'll get to Kansas City here in a second. Shortly. Stay um, tuned. The Jets. Another question mark. But then they got the Rams. Cardinals will be, you know. But, I mean, other than that, their own division is going to be the bane of their existence yeah. if they're any good. But if they can rise above that, the Broncos can really set themselves up. Yeah. So, if they can win some of these question mark games, you know, the out, out of what you just listed, the they could potentially get to eight wins if Keenum's stable. They have good receivers in Emmanuel Sanders and uh, – Marius Thomas. Mm-hmm. Their running backs are serviceable. Devontae Booker and um, I can't think of their backup right now. But, uh, you know, they their offense can be good if it's stable, and it hasn't been stable since Peyton Manning left. And it was arguably not stable the last year Peyton Manning was there. Mm-hmm. Um, defense should still be pretty good. They lost Tlaib. They lost Von Miller. No, he's still no, there. No, he's still there. Yeah. He signed on a big deal. They're, yeah, their front seven's still mostly stable. It, you know, they just lost a keep to leave for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, um, you're no more chain snatching for him. <laughs> big signing. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention this. Their Broncos' biggest signing, bigger than Case Keenum, Marquette King. Right. Marquette when, when King. Most, That's actually a big deal. It is. He's a very good punter. He's a very good punter. And I know you just you might want to turn us off for even talking about punters. But A, well, you've never watched Marquise or Marquette. Marquette King play. If you've never watched him play, watch him play. I mean, he's the only punter that comes out with a like a running back lumberjack face mask. So he like he looks like he's about to go play wide receiver. And then uh not only that, but he's got a leg on him, and then you put him in that that Well and for high offense they can't move a ball. That's a huge That's deal. That's going to be a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I mean you hope Keenum can mesh with Emmanuel Sanders definitely, and Demarius Thomas. Definitely King is the most exciting signing because Case Keenum is not super exciting. I <laughs> no, love Case I think Keenum. He's, but... I think he's an upgrade at quarterback. Yes. But, uh, see, I think we are a little. We might be a little more topsy-turvy in this division on our own opinions than yeah. than other divisions. So I'll, we'll get to that here in a second. But you're number three. Number team. three, I got the Chargers. Okay. And, and honestly, three to one. Like you said, could go anyway. I think the Broncos are last. Okay. But three to one, I could see them all getting into that ten win range. I could also all see, see them all getting under eight wins potentially, um, just based on turmoil. Uh, but I've got the Chargers three, um, and I have whoever's second in this and ends up second in this division will 
probably get the second wild card. Um, yeah, Which I can agree with Chargers. that statement. This is this is a very competitive decision. This is a division that, ah, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna say it right now. I have the Chargers winning the division. Okay, I don't. Okay, but, but like I said, I could honestly their pass talk rush, me into any their direction. pass rush and defense is has only gotten better. It's true. Um, those Philip Rivers is going to young guys Rivers are, into eternity. Thank you. Um, Melvin Gordon's proven to be yep. a very good back. Um, Austin and Eckler, their backup been, is also very good. Yeah, I mean, they this little receiving core they've put together has proven to be very exciting. Plus they got your boy Mike Williams at USC so, going to be uh, fully ready to play. USC or is he out of Clemson? Talk about the first round pick. Is that who, Mike? Not, well, this, same not name. This year. What do you mean? They picked him last year. That was at Clemson. Was it? Okay. Yeah, same out name. Clemson. Same name. I love Mike Williams out of USC, though. That was a fun, yeah, he was, he was fun he to was watch. a long time ago. <laughs> so I think their pass rush along with Phillip Rivers. I, and plus, I just don't know if these teams are going to be as good as the Chargers. In this well, I have division, in my notes so. that their defense should be better than it actually is. Like, they have, like you said, they have a ton of playmakers on the defensive side. And they just let up points somehow. Towards the end of games, it's like the opposite of the uh, Jaguars, where they just... For whatever reason, they don't know how to play defense at, with five minutes left. And that in the comes game. with time. I mean, I think last year was also a first-year head coach, uh, Anthony yes. Lynn, and I think this year, you know, I think you see that a lot with first-year head coaches, where hey, they can come out, they get the team motivated. Can they keep them up yeah. to, you know, to to finish games, to finish seasons, to to finish practices? I mean, finishing for a new coaching staff. And trust me, I've been there before. Getting, you know, you could get them motivated because it's you're new. It's it's new life. It's new. Uh, it's a new insurgence of, you know, motivation. I guess mm-hmm. you can say there's this little shot in the arm. It's just a matter of okay, now we finish, we finish, we finish. Which that means grind. That means toughness. That means mm-hmm. you know putting forth that effort. Anybody can get motivated at the start of the game. Score still zero zero. It's just a matter of like, all right, we're down ten. Can we can either choose to come back or we can just lay down because there's only three minutes right. left. So I think Anthony Lynn's going to show that they might get over that hump this year and actually be one of those teams that hosts a playoff game in that in that freaking rinky-dink soccer stadium they have to play in for the next couple of years. So oh, they'll get over the stadium yeah, eventually. Get over it. Um, so yeah, I had Chargers three. You had them one. Like I said, though, I I could see these teams really jockeying for position. The top three here will jockey for position. Um, I had Raiders as number two, and by default, because I had them as number two, I had them in the second wild card spot for the AFC. Mm-hmm. But really, my opinion is whoever's in that second spot in the AFC West is going to be that second wild card. Right. So it'll okay. be it'll be Houston. It'll be number two in the AFC South, and number two in the AFC West will be the the wild card. I believe in my mind. Um, so I got the Raiders. They've upgraded their receiving core. Um, got Jordy Nelson and Martavis Bryant in the off season. Uh, maybe those guys can show Amari Cooper how to catch the ball because uh, he had trouble with that last year. Derek Carr should be better this year. He was coming off an injury last year, so a little shaky. Uh, offensive line was terrible last year. Mm-hmm. They made a lot of moves to upgrade that, which was important. Uh, running backs, not good. You got old Doug Martin and even older Marshawn Lynch. Okay, if you say so. Um, those guys aren't... Those are... Those are good. I think this team. I think this team can finish second or third in this division. I agree. Um, yes, and I know where you're coming from with the age of these particular backs and how bad the O line was last year. Um, been doing a little bit of deep uh, digging and research, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but 
Apparently, Marshawn Lynch ranked among the best, if not the best in the league, at basically running for himself without help. Yeah. And it would not surprise me that with an infusion of toughness and attention to the running game that, you know, that Gruden likes to bring to the table, that they don't have kind of a bit of a renaissance at the at the O-line position and maybe just even just get better. You got nowhere to go but up. Right. Yeah. So they were bad even just year. get better. And so that helps a, Lynch, who is still healthy. Mm-hmm. He's still a motivated back. He he wants to play for Gruden. And, you know, Derek uh Derek Carr is, you know, just stay healthy, bud, because yeah. you are fun to watch, my friend. Yeah. I and love Amari Derek Cooper, Carr. yeah, he had the he had the yips last year a little bit. I think he's gonna be back this year. Guys, pick him on the tail end of your second round in the draft if you're there. He's he's gonna be worth it. He's a wide receiver one, and I th- I I'm just saying that because I think Jordy Nelson has just enough left in the tank to take the heat off him for most part. And Martavis Bryant too. And Martavis Bryant, but he's it's give enough me, to get, give me more than 35 catches, Martavis Bryant, and I'm gonna start. Yeah, I'm, but it's enough to yeah. take the heat. He's good enough to take heat off of Amari Cooper. So as, and as Amari Cooper, if I'd had a, a podcast to speak into a few years back, Amari Cooper would have been like a top five draft pick, even though he, he was chosen fourth overall. I'm a Bears fan, and they basically said, "Oh, well, we need a receiver anyway," so they took Kevin White. And Kevin How's that White, Kevin White. Let's How put many it this games way: has he played in five Amari years? Cooper dropped more balls last year than Kevin White has played in games. In four years, Three in years? games plus career catches. <laughs> All right, Kevin White so, has not played a lot, guys. Is, is what we're saying. Kevin White is made of glass. Okay. Uh, and not check the cool out, kind like check, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, check out Glass in theaters uh, <laughs> later this year. And not the cool kind. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. That oh, that's awesome. gonna be good. I gotta start um, catching up on the other the other yeah. uh, movies. Go watch, go watch them. They're both great. Yeah. Um, but I had in my notes either way with Gruden at coach, they're gonna be exciting to watch. Um, this is another one. Their defense should be better than it is. They have a lot of big names. They have Khalil Mack, Reggie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've, they've got a bunch of guys who should be better at defense, and they just can't figure it out as a unit. I'm I am so sick. I think Gruden will help with that, too. I am so sick and tired of the narrative, and I've said this before, and when we talk NFL stuff, on this, even on this pod, I am so sick and tired of people saying, well, he hasn't coached in 10 years. What the hell do you think change. he's doing? No, no, no. The game changes. Trust me. The game changes. And it's so if he, was just, if he went home to hang change. with his... If he, if he went home to coach high school football for his sons. Or if he went home and just took 10 years off, and all of a sudden, hey, I think I want back in. Then that'd be a red flag. What the hell you think he he's been doing, though? Film. He, I mean, he, he goes to, who every yeah. every young quarterback in the you league is. You have to study the teams better. Like, to do the Monday, the way he does the Monday night uh, analysis, you have to watch both teams on a level that, you know, if you're preparing for a Monday night football game as a coach on a team, you're only watching one team. And preparing for one team, he has to prepare for both teams and see strengths and weaknesses on both sides as you're watching film and absorbing everything and taking notes. You know, it's I am I'm I'm just going through the list of teams here and who's who's here at quarterback. And John Gruden has done extensive film breakdown and had a chalk talk session with either every quarterback in this That's conference or has done an extensive game plan breakdown. Of every single team in this in this conference for his duties on Monday Night Football. Well, and like, the QB camp. Where that's what every, I'm saying. Every I mean, rookie that he's talked to for the past five years. He knows every roster inside and out in the NFL. And if you don't think he's bringing that to his own advantage, 
you are sorely mistaken. I'm not saying he's going to come out and be a world beater day one. I'm not saying that. I think he's going to try to build a real program. He's got good young stars. He's got three exciting pieces to build around. And I think Oakland slash Vegas is going to be a destination. I think Gruden's the perfect guy for that situation. I don't think he could have asked for a better hire. I'm serious. Hugh like, Jackson? <laughs> so I, I just think that, you know, go ahead. Go ahead and look up and down the NFL. If you're really doubting John Gruden's prowess, that guy knows your team inside and out. Yeah. So um, I've got them finishing two. third. You have them at two. But er, like we said, everybody's yeah. jockeying here. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be eight to eight to eleven wins. All three of these teams. I think you're right. I yeah. think that it's going to be like seven to ten, eight to eleven gauge. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be a really tight division towards the end of the year. Uh, so I have at number one. I have the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You obviously have them at number two. Um, I the the Chiefs. You know, Andy Reid knows how to get to ten wins. He, he doesn't That's, know. He's much probably else. the best in the league. Yeah. Um, he's as good at getting to ten wins as Jeff Fisher is at getting to seven to nine. I I agree, <laughs> um, uh, but I think that it all comes down to the man they traded up for, who has one career start under his belt, Patrick right. Mahomes. Yeah, uh, and I think that's kind of obvious. I'm not saying anybody, you know, anybody that's going to listen to an NFL preview podcast already knows that. Yeah. Um, what and what I'm going, I mean, this offense could be super exciting to watch. But if this Mahomes offense is could be as good as Reed thinks Mahomes is. Yeah, but it could this be offense a, could also be like. Oh, it'll score 40 one week, and then the next week they score seven. It could be like that. kind of already had that sometimes, though, with Alex Smith. Yes, agreed. But, but this guy Green is supposed Hunt, to be a dude. Yeah. Travis Kelsey. My favorite. Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins in there now. Oh. Uh, like, it's it's going to be... If, if Mahomes... They wanted Watkins, too. If Mahomes is 80% as good as Andy Reid thinks he is, it's going to be exciting to well, watch he's gonna get he's going to get tests... Oh, week yeah. after week, because the start of the year, guys, he gets the Chargers, which we've with already talked Bosa about. Bosa and Ingram, yep. waiting for him. He's going to get the Steelers. So let's just go ahead and play arena football for an hour. That would um, be a fun game to watch. He's though. got the 49ers. All Ooh, right. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Um, he's got Vaughn Miller waiting for him in week four in the Broncos. He's got the Jaguars week five. I hear their defense the is Patriots, good. The Patriots in week six. And it kind of starts to settle Bengals, in with Bronco, Bengals, Broncos, Browns. Browns and that's, Cardinals. that's a good stretch for them. But it closes out, you know, Seahawks, Raiders, Chargers, Ravens, and Rams. Yeah. So I mean, this is a team that's going to have to prove it. Yeah. For me, which is why I think it's kind of it's kind of going to be either either L.A. and Oakland or L.A. and uh, Kansas City. And I want Kansas City to be good. Trust me, Travis Kelsey. Anytime I get to watch him play, it's it's, it's fantastic football. It's very good. The guy is awesome. And, in, you know, I'm really interested to see at hometown, in case you don't know, we're from Fort Myers, Florida. Sammy Watkins Sammy is from Watkins. here. Played right down the road at South High, uh, South Fort Myers High School. Shout and, out, Sammy. Yeah. So, I mean, just he's an awesome. Know. He's been an awesome guy to watch, awesome kid. Um, I've had the opportunity to shake his hand one time when he kicked the crap out of the team I used to co- coach with. So, <laughs> basically single-handedly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, him good. and his running mate, Dallas Crawford. I don't know if you remember him from uh, the University of Miami days, but... Um, anyway, uh, it's, they, they're going to be exciting. It's just a matter of if they're going to run into a few teams that are a little more experienced than them, that have a little bit more of a defensive, defensive, uh, way means of stopping them. Mm -hmm. Um, 
God, you couldn't ask for a worse situation as far as the defenses your first yeah. year starter is going to be playing very early on. Yeah, because like like we talked about, your your offensive skill guys are going to be able to get open and be in positions to make plays. It's just going to matter if he can get it to them. And, you know, Kansas City's defense is always good. Andy Reid knows how to set up the defense to succeed. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to to see what they do. It always is interesting. I just think it's it's just gonna. I think this year's gonna be very exciting. I think this is going to probably be the more exciting conference. I think that while very good from top to bottom, I still think that there's a handful of teams in the NFC that are just gonna make the playoffs. I don't I, think there's yeah. gonna be any surprises there. The, the NFC is. I don't wanna, I don't want to say it's more interesting, but it's. A lot more happened, I think, in the off season to, to which make, is, yeah, which is why we might, we might have a little about, more to talk yeah. about in, in our <laughs> NFC preview. So, um, so that will be coming at a week after this post. We'll record it sometime between now and then, but this will post, and then a week later that'll that'll come up. So um, that's all we got for AFC. Uh, who you got coming out of the AFC into the Super Bowl? As a way too early prediction, uh, I don't know if I can full on go full on Romo and say the Jaguars. I don't know if you if you guys have heard he said Jaguars versus Packers Ready? in the Super Bowl. Tony Romo, Ooh, it's a rough um, one for Romo. Hey, he's he's exciting, I guess. Um, I I love Romo, but as much as I, I don't, don't want to say those picks. Listen, if Le'Veon and Ben and Antonio can play in sixteen games this year, 15, 16 games each, and they're healthy for the playoffs, I think the Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. Um, I'll tell you who their opponent will be next week in our yes. in our next yes. pod. But um, I got the Patriots. I think going. my playoff teams at least are going to be Steelers, Patriots, Jaguars, Texans, and um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and flip on it. I'm going to say Chargers, Raiders, Ooh. just based on Kansas City's strength of schedule. I don't right. know if they're ready for that quite yet. So yeah, I had Steelers, Patriots, Jaguars, Texans as a wild card, and then Chiefs and Raiders. Um, there you go. Well, whoever's first and second in that division will be the obviously the division leader and the wild card. Um, Talk myself I got, out of it. <laughs> I, I've got the Patriots winning. The Patriots have the Steelers number. They, they there's just something about that matchup that they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with the Jaguars. Valid point, a very valid point. Same so. with the Jaguars. You know, and the Texans. They just for some reason when they play those teams, they know how they to just win. figure it out. Yeah. All right. Here, here we go. I'm gonna make lunch bet. Okay. If the Steelers make it. You We're buy me lunch. Hands. Okay. If the Patriots Shaking make hands. it, he I buy him lunch. So we'll lunch take bet. a picture of it and post it on Twitter of the <laughs> lunch we have. So anyway, guys, uh, anything else? If we remember to do that in January. Well, I'm going to remember. No, Steelers are in the Super Bowl. I'll be like, hey, we did this. It's in the archive. <laughs> so. uh, no, that's all I've got. Uh, remember, stay tuned for a podcast about football weekly roundups. Every week we'll hey, be going over. Starring myself. Yeah, Eric will be here, and I'll be here. <laughs> He'll be there, obviously. Um, it'll be it, it'll be in the main feed of a podcast about something, but they will have a different title of a podcast about football week one, week two, week three, blah blah blah. Um, did you want to? Did you want to work on? We'll we'll gauge who maybe wants to get involved in this, uh, but maybe a fantasy element to it, or maybe we'll just well, add yeah, that we'll into do, our we'll weekly do a little, roundup. Yeah, we'll do a little. But what about maybe a roundup? small preview? Just maybe like a first round. Who are your top fantasy players? Maybe sleepers, busts. Yeah, see, maybe. see who you like about that. Maybe, yeah. We'll, we'll, I'm we'll a little more into it maybe than you are. You're in what one or two leagues? I'm gonna be in three this. Oh year. well, geez, why yeah. don't we do that? I mean, yeah, we you might help yourself and yeah, do a little research do and trying to help. Well, I've already help drafted the people. two of them. So um, July because they're email drafts. And I they hope, take a long I hope time. everyone 
Well, I already lost Shady McCoy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll probably try and throw a fantasy, probably a shorter fantasy, you know, who we should be looking for ups and downs, sleepers kind of thing. Um, but in the weekly roundups, we will be doing just a basic, here's what happened this week. Here's what we think is going on in the next week. Who's trending up, who's yeah. trending down, who's on a hot thing. seat, yep. who's injured. Uh, we will be doing probably a little fan, little fantasy talk cause we're in one league together. So we'll probably talk about that a little. Yeah. And then uh, the big big uh, showing is going to be our three pick. We'll each make three picks against the spread, and we're going to keep yeah, track of that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, we'll keep track of that on the website and you know through Twitter and the show, obviously. And uh, at the end of the season, we'll we'll see how much better I am at it than Eric is. Actually, I, I kind of want to do. I kind of want to rip off something from a radio host, and we'll come up with a different name for it. But Colin Cowherd would guess the line. And he would oh, have to go four. He'd have to go four out of seven. That, he already stole that from Bill Simmons. Okay, good. Then I'll just <laughs> steal it from both of them because I want you to give me seven lines, and I want to guess them and see if I can get within a point or a point and a half or something like that. Whatever he used to do, he used to call it we'll hunter lunch, and he would buy lunch for the person. Oh, nice. There's the people, the staff. Well, uh, Simmons and cousin Sal, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel's cousin, and yeah. uh, Bill Simmons' friend. They do it. They do every game. They go through. So they do it on we don't Monday. Have time of that, well, no, I know we don't. <laughs> but that's their whole podcast every Monday is guess the lines of every game, and then they just keep track one to one, and basically whoever gets closer wins that one, and then they keep track of it. Cousin Sal usually destroys. I don't know if you want to participate, but if you just want to read off, and I'll guess, and if Maybe I we'll fail, do, I'll have to buy you something. Let's like buy do a meal or something. Let's do. We'll do it this way. At, making up content here on the show. Hey, and you it's fun. If get, you guys have guys a problem with it. Free. Um, <laughs> we'll do guess three lines each yeah. and then make three picks each. Ooh, I like it. And see who does better at the, at at the end on of the each. season. Yeah. And I then, like a, it. A double lunch bet there. Whoever's I like winning, it. We, each one will have a lunch portion. I need some chicken wings. I do like chicken wings. All right. Well, thank you, uh, for listening. Listen next week to the NFC. Uh, we're hoping to do a college preview. Uh, more details to come on that later. And... That's it. That's all I got. That's it. Thanks. And I'm sure you could... Guys, it's almost football season. We're almost here. Just be a little more patient. We're almost, almost there. Thanks for listening. Stay blessed.